Hello, I'm Phil and welcome to the Who's Video Podcast. In recent weeks and months on our audio podcast, we've covered Terror of the Vervoids and The Mark of the Rani, both written by Pip and Jane Baker. Now, we quite enjoyed chatting our way through both and afterwards it got me thinking. Have Pip and Jane Baker been treated unfairly by fans? I, over the years, have been critical of their Doctor Who scripts. The Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy years were never my favourite periods, and while I'd basically disconnected from the show as a fan at that particular point in my life, any time I did happen to switch over and watch Doctor Who, it always seems to be one of their stories. And I'm sorry to say, I wasn't impressed. Now, of course, most fans of Doctor Who have seen this particular clip. Are you happy with the new series, Chris? It doesn't seem to um, have much to it. it. It hasn't improved that much since it went off the air. It could have been a lot better. It could have been slightly better written, especially the, the last story. Why? Uh, the same problem that it was too complicated? Well, not, that, not only that, but it was also very cliched. It was very routine, running up and down corridors and silly monsters. In case you didn't realise, yes, that was a young Chris Chibnall taking Pip and Jane to task there. Now, looking back on this now, I feel sorry for the both of them being questioned by a fan on the quality of their scripts. Especially as we've now seen the quality of some of Chidnall's scripts, I think the phrase people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones applies. Anyway, back to Pip and Jane. Now this writing duo's career began long before Doctor Who and it was in the sci-fi genre. In 1967 they wrote the script for the British sci-fi film Night of the Big Heat, starring the mighty Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. Now I say they wrote the script, they were actually hired to change and embellish the original script, something that became stock in trade for them. Night of the Big Heat is very much of its day for British film. Cheap and hokey, but everyone taking it deadly seriously, which raised the quality of the film to perhaps a, a low height that it shouldn't really achieve, or deserve. Then in 1969, they contributed the script from Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's Captain Nemo and the Underwater City, which finally gave the cinema the pairing of Chuck Tin Can Alley Connors. Hello, I'm Chuck Connors, and this is Tin Can Alley and the carry-on films, Kenneth Connor. A spot of the old house, your father. <laughs> oh, this'll get you going. And again, it's another low-budget movie based on Jules Verne's classic character, this time played by Robert Ryan. But are you detecting a theme here? Both of the films I've described here with scripts doctored by Pip and Jane Baker do not hold up to close scrutiny, but they are fun to watch in all their low-budget glory. Now let's skip forward a few years to 1976 and Pip and Jane's A Matter of Balance script for Jerry Anderson's Space 1999. Now Space 1999 is a show I adore, particularly the first season. But A Matter of Balance is from the show's second season, which was produced by Fred Freiberger, the man who put the final nail in the coffin for Star Trek. However, I would argue that Space 1999 was a perfect vehicle for Pip and Jane Baker's scripts. The science is far from realistic. I mean, the moon being blown out of Earth's orbit for starters, and some of the science in this particular episode is wrong. For example, in one line of dialogue, a laser ray is described as an electrical beam, which isn't. But again, it's fun to watch, and they really put the fiction into science fiction, but how many other writers from this series can you say provide harder science in their scripts? I would argue not many of them. Now after a little potted history of selected Pip and Jane Baker sci-fi scripts, let's move on to Doctor Who. Pip and Jane Baker contributed four scripts to Doctor Who, The Mark of the Rani, Terror of the Vervoids, The Ultimate Foe, and Time and the Rani. 
Now these stories are not particularly well regarded, which led to a young Chris Chibnall berating them on television. But they really deserve the ire that's been aimed at them over the years? Well, I'm going to put my hand up and say I've joined in with this chorus of disapproval over time. I've never really found any of the stories they wrote to be particularly engaging. But was this really their fault? John Nathan Turner, while never turning down a chance to generate publicity for Doctor Who, never seemed able to turn down a less than well-realised script idea. Now, this is a double-edged sword for Pip and Jane Baker. They were often drafted in at very short notice to get the production out of a tight corner. With trouble behind the scenes, particularly on the trial of a Time Lord season, with original script ideas falling over at the last hurdle, the Bakers were drafting for two reasons. They were quick and they were reliable. However, while they are known as science fiction writers, as I said before, their knowledge of science often let them down, uh, the megabyte modem anyone, and was often outlandish with people being turned into trees in Mark of the Rani, which sounds more supernatural at first glance. But after watching this story fairly recently, the, the attempt to place this story in a historical setting wasn't that bad, and would have worked out quite right actually without the introduction of Kate O'Mara's Rani and the return of the Master. Terror the Vervois isn't actually that bad as a whodunit, but the flow of the story was ruined by the courtroom scenes foisted upon them and the whole season for that matter. But they were pretty much thrown under the bus when it came to the ultimate foe, the conclusion to the trial of a Time Lord season. With script editor Eric Saywood and John Nathan Turner falling out for the very last time, Eric Saywood resigned from his position and would not allow the production team to use the script he'd written to finish off the season. In fact, Saywood's script was based on Robert Holmes' original script, which he never was able to complete before his untimely death. So, enter Pip and Jane Baker. However, with Saywood not allowing his script to be used, the Bakers had to figure out how to close off this story art themselves, a difficult position for any scriptwriter. So with time seemingly against them and with trouble brewing behind the scenes all the time, the Bakers still managed to turn in scripts that kept everything on track. And while these scripts are maligned by many fans, there is some stuff to enjoy. And the ultimate foe wouldn't look out of place in an episode of Sapphire and Steel, with some surreal imagery being employed during the Doctor and the Valiars battle in the Matrix, such as the Doctor being dragged under the sand. So I'll return to my question from a couple of minutes ago. Do Pip and Jane Baker really deserve the ire that's been aimed at them over the years? Well, I'm going to say no, they did not deserve it at all. They were mainly employed to fill a void left behind by arguments between members of the production team and the attitude from the less than caring BBC management. They were also drafted at a point in the show's history where Doctor Who was in the first stages of its death throes. Colin Baker was never a popular Doctor on TV, though I do actually like him. And the budget allocator was getting less and less each year, and a lot of the other stories in this tenure were less than stellar as well. But Pip and Jane Baker take the flack for all the show's shortcomings? No, that is and was not fair. The problems at that time go way beyond them, and in my opinion, lie at the feet of John Nathan Turner, I'm afraid. As the producer, he was in overall control of the show, and while he did shake up Doctor Who when he took over, it never appeared to me that he had a particularly stable hand on the tiller. And while all shows have their behind-the-scenes troubles, Doctor Who's issues always seem to be more public somehow, and I think it's part in, part in due to J&T and his drive to generate publicity. So what I'm saying is give Pip and Jane Baker a break. They did their best with the time they were given and still managed to plough through despite all the behind-the-scenes wranglings and deliver scripts on time. 
Now we can all argue about the quality of their scripts until we're all blue in the face. But all those fans that sneer at them, come on, you try and do better. There is a certain level of discipline involved in script writing. As far as I'm concerned, Pip and Jane Baker had that in spades. I mean, how else would they have been able to turn in any kind of script on time? So there we have it. That's my short defense of Pip and Jane Baker. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. That's what makes the world a more interesting place. Oh, and uh, Tom and the Rani. Sorry, no, I can't defend that one. That is just awful. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time.